Good morning! Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. This morning's episode is titled, Remember Thy Creator in the Days of Thy Youth. It shall be focused on the study of Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Before we go any further, we'll begin with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before Thee, thanking Thee for the youth that You've given us. And we pray, Father, that as we were warned here by Solomon and Ecclesiastes, help us to remember Thee in the days of our youth and give our lives to Thee for everything else is vanity and is reminding us that someday our bodies shall go back to the dust and the spirit shall go back to God when He requires of it, the Maker of it. So we pray, Father, help us while we're young to give all our lives and our strength and our minds to Thee, that Your purpose may be accomplished in our lives above our own. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray, Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Chapter 12 Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. While the sun, or the light, or the moon, or the stars be not darkened, nor the clouds return after the rain. In the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble, and the strong men shall bow themselves, and the grinders cease because they are few, and those that look out of the windows be darkened, and the doors shall be shut in the streets when the sound of the grinding is low, and he shall rise up at the voice of the bird, and all the daughters of music shall be brought low. Also, when they shall be afraid of that which is high, and fears shall be in the way, and the almond tree shall flourish, and the grasshopper shall be a burden, and desire shall fail, because man goeth to his long home, and the mourners go about the streets. Or ever the silver cord be loosed, or the golden bowl be broken, or the pitcher be broken at the fountain, or the wheel broken at the cistern, then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit shall return unto God who gave it. Vanity of vanities, saith the preacher, all is vanity. And moreover, because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge. Yea, he gave good heed, and sought out and set in order many proverbs. The preacher sought to find out acceptable words, and that which was written was upright, even words of truth. The words of the wise are as golds, and as nails fastened by the masters of assemblies, which are given from one shepherd. And further, by these, my son, be admonished. Of making many books there is no end, and much study is a weariness of the flesh. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. The End of Ecclesiastes or The Preacher up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Burnham titled, The Door Inside the Door. This was preached in 1960 on July the 11th and will begin at paragraph 47 up to the end. I trust you find it to be a blessing. Did you notice the Bible speaking of this church in this day? Because thou sayest that I am rich, richest times the church has ever had. Most prosperous age the church has ever lived in is now. Great buildings, fine places, educated, scholared ministers. We got better ministers we ever had, got better churches we ever had, and the world sinking every day into sin. Got weaker pulpits than we ever had. That's why. People don't want to surrender themselves to God. They don't want all they'll say, I'm saved. I'll let Jesus save me, but you won't let him be Lord, so he won't stay with you long, and that's reason you go back into the world again. That's exactly right. Now, what takes place in this hour that we're living in, when Jesus comes in, notice what he said, 
you, because you say I am rich and increased in goods, and I have need for nothing, we got the best pastors, the best dressed audience, the finest churches, the churches ever known of. We, because you say that I am rich and increased in goods, and have need for nothing, knowest thou not? Now, see, there are professors that let Christ come to the heart to save them. But knowest thou not that thou art wretched, miserable, naked, blind, and don't know it? And she was blind. And you go try to tell her, Lady, come into the house quickly. You are, you are exposing yourself. You are naked. She said, Get away from me, you holy roller. I know where I am. There's something mentally wrong with the woman. She is that way and don't know it. She actually doesn't know it. She's not putting on. She don't know it. She doesn't know it. The Bible said she doesn't. She's naked and don't know it. She's trying to cover up with fig leaves like Eve did in the garden. But to stand before God, she could not. Miserable, wretched, naked, blind. And don't know it. If a man was poor, miserable, wretched, blind, and naked, and if he knew it, he'd try to help himself. But when a man is in that kind of condition and doesn't know it and won't listen to it, you can't tell him. He won't listen. Oh, I stand at the door and knock. That's the age he would stand and knock. If you'll just open and let me come in and take control. I'll clothe you with pure linen. Oh, the righteousness of the Holy Spirit. I'll clothe you. I'll take all the shame away from you. I'll put your name in the Lamb's book of life. I'll give you eternal life. Oh, you'll be hated by the world, certainly. All that live godly in Christ Jesus, says the Bible, shall suffer persecutions. I'll make you what you ought to be. And remember, the Bible said they were blind. Blind. Oh, there's so many blind people today. He said, I'll counsel thee to come and buy from me salve, that I might put on your eyes so that you could see some eye salve. That eye salve is the Holy Spirit. I was raised in Kentucky, and my, we lived in a little old log cabin that had uh, made out of logs and uh, chinked up with mud and a lot of that had dropped out because it was old, and we had clapboard shingles on top of the house, and they were put on the time of the light of the moon, and the shingles would draw it up like this, and the rain would blow in, the snow would blow in, and just had two rooms, no floor in it, just the earth. And I remember Papa had made a, a bench for us little boys to sit behind the, the block table that had been sawed out of a piece of a log with sticks under it to support. And a little old step stove in there. Mama had an old trunk setting up on two pieces of a, a log. Had little dents in it. An old cabinet the same way. That couple of beds, that's all we had. And us little boys had to sleep up in the loft. And there was a, they had two poles cut down with some saplings nailed across it. And up there there was a, an old straw tick. And on this straw tick was a feather tick. Then Mom would come up there at night and put all the blankets she had on us and the coats. And then over the top of that, she'd put a piece of canvas because if it rained, we could get under this canvas. If it snowed, keep it out of her faces. And these three little Branhams laying up there, the wind blowing through those shingles at night, maybe we would get cold and get cold in her eyes. And the next morning, Mama would call us. She'd say, Billy, come down. And I'd try to open my eyes. I couldn't do it. And I'd punch my brother, Edward. I called him Humpy. I said, can you go down? He said, my eyes are sticking together too. And I would punch Melvin and see if he'd go down. And all my eyes are sticking together too. We caught cold, Mama told us, through the night. And I said, Mama, I, I can't come down. She said, what's the matter, Billy? I said, you know, my eyes is full of matter. She called it matter. I don't know what it was. It's cold. And she said, your eyes is full of matter. She said, well, just wait a minute, honey. Now, my, my mother's a half Indian. Her father was one of the greatest hunters that I ever knowed of. 
And he used to hunt, and he would trap uh, these uh, uh, raccoons and sell them. And, you know, when he'd get those coons, they'd be fat, and so he'd render out the grease, and coon grease was the cure-all in our house. That's all we had for medicine way back there. I wonder how many ever here ever set by a grease candle? A little piece of yarn in a sure. How many ever burn a pine knot for, well, that's the way we had to do it. And the neighbor's fire went out. We'd take fire from our own fireplace and go over and help make no matches or nothing. You had to start with a piece of flint or something. Pack fire one to another. And I remember that you used to do that many, many times on a shovel and go way down the road to the neighbors. And when we had it hard in them days. And then I remember mom would say, just a minute, honey. And she'd, we'd get the croup. You know what she'd do? She'd take a spoonful of this coon grease and and put some turpentine on it and sprinkle a little sugar on it. We had to gulp that down. I don't know what that did for sore throat, but anyhow, we got well. God's a merciful God. And then when her eyes would all be stuck up, she'd say, just a minute, honey. And she'd set the old can of coon grease on the stove. And she'd get it good and warm. And up the steps she'd come, this little old ladder, come up there and massage our eyes with that coon grease until it, it come open. Well... I'll be all right for the natural eye. But I'm telling you, there's been a lot of cold weather passing through the church. That's right. And they've got spiritual closeness of their eyes. And it'll take more than coon grease to ever open it. It'll take the power of the Holy Spirit to come into the eye. Counsel of me, come and buy eyes sad for me as I knock at the door. Let me come in and open up your eyes, put eyes safe on your eyes. It'll open your eyes. You don't know, like Elijah with, down at Dothan with his servant, when the, the army, the aliens, come up and surrounded the whole city of Dothan. And he said, uh, the servant woke up and he said, My father, the whole Syrian army's up on us. And the old prophet, you know, he could see. So he got up and looked around and he said, Yeah, that's right. But there's more with us than there is with them. And he said, I don't see nobody but you. And he put some eye salve on him. <laughs> he reached over and took a hold of his head and said, Lord, open this boy's eyes that he can see. And when his spiritual sight come to him, all around that old prophet was angels of fire and chariots of fire and Lord, mountains on fire. He was blind and didn't know it. There's many people today that's blind and don't know the goodness of the Lord. Honest, sincere people that don't know the goodness. You don't understand how good God is. What a pleasure it is to serve Him. What a, what a rest it is. Someday i got to stop. Someday I'll close my Bible for the last time. I've got to meet God and give an account for every one of you. And every person to... I guess I preached directly and indirect to 20 or 30 million people around the world, seven times around. And I, I, I know I've got to answer for that. And I've got to be in the deepest of sincerity and know that I'm telling them the truth. You don't realize the goodness of God if a person, a sinner, could only open their eyes and see how good God is. If he could just rub a little salve on their eyes and they could look around and see how good he is. Down in Shreveport, Louisiana. Not long ago, there was a, I was down there preaching in a tent meeting. I followed Billy Graham out to the, the baseball stadium, and, and there was an old colored brother down there, and he was a great old preacher, a good old soul, and he had an old man in his church by the name, his name was Gabriel, but we kind of called him Gabe because of short, and he never would line up with the church. He would go to church and he had a good, godly, sainted woman. And they prayed for Gabe and they'd done everything that they could to get Gabe to go to church and to do right. But he just wouldn't do it. But he liked to go hunting. And one day him and the pastor was out hunting his one Saturday afternoon. And old Gabe was a poor shot. He couldn't hit nothing. But when he was coming in that afternoon, him and the pastor were just simply loaded with all the game they could pack. Birds and rabbits and squirrels. And there was coming along an old familiar pathway that they had traveled many times. And the Saturday afternoon sun was setting in the west. 
And the pastor leading the way with his gun across his shoulders and the game hanging over both of them, walking along there. And he noticed as he looked back, Gabe kept looking back over his shoulder towards the setting of the sun. The pastor wasn't very much alarmed about it. So he just walked on, and after a while, a great big dark hand laid upon his shoulder. And he turned around to look at Gabe, and the tears were just rolling off his big dark cheeks. And he said, Pastor, tomorrow morning I's going to take my seat with my loving wife at the front of the church. And I want you to baptize me into Christian baptism. And there I will remain until Jesus calls me home. He turned and looked towards the sun again. He said, Gabe, you know I appreciate that. He said, I want to ask you something. He said, what sermon did I preach that caused you to turn? Or what hymn did the choir sing that caused you to turn and make this decision for Christ? He said, Pastor, I appreciate every sermon you ever preached to me. I appreciate every prayer that the saints ever prayed for me and the hymns that the choir sang. But said, you know, that wasn't what done it. So I looked back at that sun and I realized my sun's setting too. He said, then I looked hanging all over me at the game. He said, you know, I can't hit nothing. And said, yet today he's given me all this game enough to last me all next week. He said, surely he loves me or he wouldn't have been so good to me. He said, I felt him knock at my heart. And I turned while you were walking on. And I opened my heart and said, come in, Lord Jesus. And take your place in my heart. And said, he did that. He's my Lord now from this time on. Oh, if we would just look behind our shoulder and see how good God's been to us. Just see his goodness to the sinner to see that he's brought you safe thus far. Sitting here in your right mind, look back. Who's fed you? Who's clothed you? When those brakes were squeaking and the car almost rammed you, who protected you then? Who was that in that hour of sickness when the doctor shook his head and said, I don't know no more to do. But you're here tonight. Look back a little piece and see what happened. To you, Christian, just take a look around and see the sinful world how it is. And to know that God, before the foundation of the world, chose you by election and put your name on the Lamb's book of life and knocked at your heart. And you opened up and let him come in. How good he is. Lo, I stand at the door and knock. And if you'll open the door, I'll come into you and will sup with you. Sup with him and him with me. Sup means to entertain to, to have fellowship, sup one with the other, is to have communion, fellowship one with another. Can you open your heart every door and say, Lord, come in. Just don't only be my Savior, but be my Lord, my ruler, my controller. Take me what I am, just as I am, without one plea. But that thy blood was shed for me. Just as I am, Lord, I'll believe you. Let us bow our heads just a moment for prayer. Just before praying. I wonder if there would be someone here that doesn't know the Lord Jesus as your Savior. And you would just like to raise up your hand and say, Truly, preacher, it's true that I, I, I don't know him. I haven't never let him be my Lord. Maybe you've accepted him as your Lord, but never able and willing to surrender your whole life to him. Surrender everything that you've got to him. Open every door and just make him welcome and say, Lord Jesus, I'll let you in all my heart. You take my control tower and you control me from henceforth. Would you like to just raise up your hands and say, Lord, remember me. God bless you, little one. There be God bless you, sir. 
Would there be some more? Would just raise your hand and say, God, take complete control. God bless you, young lady. God bless you, brother. That's very good. Just everyone pray now. Lord, anoint my eyes tonight. Maybe I've been a foolish child. If death would come to my room tonight and I'd send quickly for the doctor and he'd come up there and say, it's a heart attack. Young man, young woman, elderly person, there's nothing I can do for you. There's a blood clot laying on the heart. You feel the veins cooling off in your hands, coming up your sleeve, and you're pressing a dying pillow as you're moving away. Oh, how you want him to take complete control then. But why not now? It'll be too late then. Maybe if you just raise your hands, it'd mean a whole lot tonight. God bless you, young woman. Would there be another? God bless you back there. We're not asking you to join a church. You go to any church you want to. We're just asking you to let Jesus have complete control. God is not going to question me that day what church I led people to. I'm not leading them to a church. I'm leading them to Jesus. Come, let him come in. Will you do it? Won't be long. Maybe laying on the side of the road in an accident tomorrow, next day, a month from now, ten years from now. The blood pouring out of your veins and you know just a few more struggles and you're finished wallowing in your own blood. Young man in your prime, just in the beauty of life, wow, remember thy creator in the days of thy youth. Why not raise your hand to accept him now? Someday you're going to get old if you live. It isn't going to be but just a few hours. You only, are, you only mature from 15 to 20 years, so science says. Then you start dying after that. Young lady, beautiful, lovely. Who made you that way? Why were you made that way? Not for the fodder of hell, sister dear, but for the kingdom and praises of God. Won't you recognize it now? That lovely little face you have, that beautiful little person you are, it isn't going to be long till those hairs will be turning gray. Those shoulders will be coming together. The toils of life in the next few years will wear it down. You might grieve him away from your heart the last time. Remember, when he knocks, let him in. Would you raise your hand and say, remember me, Pastor, pray for me. Before we pray, God bless you, lady. That's very fine. God bless you, sister. God bless you. That's good. God bless you. Someone else. We say, remember me, brother. I, I, I want to God to come to my heart. I, I, it's the most essential thing can happen. Remember, life is just three score and ten at the longest. But eternity is forever. For eternity, it has no beginning or no end. Forever is just a space of time. Eternity is on and on. Aeons and aeons of time will still move on. Will you? How many Christians in here that's never opened up your complete heart to Christ to let him be ruler, Lord, and God? If you'd like for him to do that, want him to do it in your life, what life you have left? You may be young. There may be a many person sitting here at 70 years old will outlive a many 15, 16-year-old boy or girl. If you live till morning, you'll outlive hundreds of them. Raise your hand and say, God, be merciful to me. Lord, take complete control of my heart. Take all that I am. I give it to you just as I am. Would you raise your hand? God bless you. You, Christian. You, Christian. You, you. Yes, my all around everywhere. You'll feel different when you put up your hand. It shows it's something. You stand for Christ here. He'll stand for you there. If you're ashamed of him here, he'll be ashamed for you there. Won't you receive him now? I wonder why we're singing this real softly, just as I am, without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me. Won't you wonder if you'd raise your hands and you that did not. You would like to make a the Christian, would like to come with the sinner tonight. The sinner is coming because that he realizes that God has spared his life and kept him out of hell this long. The Christian comes that knows and appreciates that God has been so good to him to save his life. He or she. I wonder tonight if it wouldn't be a good time for us to come up around the altar and have a prayer of consecration right here now. 
in the church. Do you church members, each one of you, let's come to the altar while we sing, will you? Just as I Sinner friend, backslider, church member, Christian, Make a stand for God. Just come right up. If you want Jesus to come into your heart, open up every door, give him right away. Come. Here some time ago, many of you heard the story while the people were gathering up. Danny Greenfield, he was a great evangelist. He crossed, he come through Oregon here around 50 years ago, crossing the United States. One night he had a dream that he died. I want you to listen to me. He thought he died in his dream, as he tells it in his book. And he said he went up to the gates of heaven. And he said up there at the gate of heaven, the gatekeeper said, Who approaches this holy place? And he said, I am Danny Greenfield, the American evangelist. I approach the throne of God's grace. I desire to come in and take my heavenly home. He said, just a moment, Mr. Greenfield. Let me see if your name is on the book. And he come back out. He said, I'm sorry, sir. Your name is not on the book. He said, oh, surely you're mistaken. He said, I have every name, and there's no name on this book. And he said, what must I do? I was an evangelist. He said, there's only one thing that I know for you to do is stand at the judgment seat. Well, that's all he had to do. There was no more decision to be made. He said he began to move, he thought, in his dream out through space. And he began to come into a light. He began to slow up, slower and slower as the light got greater. Finally, it got so light that he could hardly see anything. And he stopped and said he heard a great voice. And when I read that, my heart quivered. That great evangelist. And he said that he heard a voice said, Who approaches my throne of justice? He said, I, Father Danny Greenfield, the American evangelist, he said, I come to the gates of the city and I was turned away and I had to appeal my case before your justice. He said, I stand in the shadow of your justice, sir. Is there any mercy for me? He said, then I'll try you by my law. Friend, don't you never wait to get to the white throne judgment. You better get mercy now. And he said, I will try you by my laws. He said, Danny Greenfield, did you ever tell a lie in all your life? He said, I thought I'd been honest. And I told the truth, but said, in the, the presence of that great light, I seen I told things that wasn't just right. He said, no, I, I lied. He said, then Danny Greenfield, did you ever steal? And he said, if anything, I thought I'd been was honest, but said, in the presence of that light, I've seen a many a little deal that I pulled that wasn't just right. Brother, 
You might not think so much about it tonight, sister, but in the presence of that light, you'll think of a lot of things then. It won't be like it is now. And he said, Danny Greenfield, after he quoted over the commandments, he said, have you been perfect? My justice requires perfection. He said, no, Lord, I was not perfect. Instead, I was listening to hear that great blast, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, into everlasting destruction, which is prepared for the devil and his angels. And said, just then, when my bones seemed like they went out of their places, said, I heard the sweetest voice I ever heard. Said, I turned to look and I saw the sweetest face I ever seen. Said, there was no mother's voice or no mother's face could ever be so sweet as that face. And said, he walked close to me, put his arms around me. He said, Father, it is true that Danny Greenfield wasn't perfect in earth. But when he was there, he did one thing. He stood for me while he was there. And now I'll stand for him here. Let all of his guilt be placed upon me. I wonder tonight, brother, sister, if you could have anybody else, a pastor or a friend or a church or anything could stand besides the blood of the Lord Jesus, won't you make a stand for him tonight so that he'll stand for you at that day? If you want to, you're welcome to come and consecrate yourself to the Lord while we sing once more. Just stand for him. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me here, I'll be ashamed of you there. Come on now, won't you make a stand? Consecrate yourselves, Christian. Rededicate your lives. Stand right out in the aisle if you want to. If there's no room in the aisle, stand right up to your feet. Right where you are, stand to your feet. Promise I will. takes to condemn you to thee whose blood can clean each spot of God I come I come let's bow our heads now Each one in your own way, the way you pray at your church. The sinners that's standing, just as the sinner in the Bible could only smote himself on the chest and say, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. He went home justified. Don't fear, sinner. You'll do the same tonight if you'll just make the sinner's prayer. Be merciful to me, O God. To you Christians, offer to him the adoration of your heart, the praises. This city, since I've been here, I perceive that you need a revival. A revival is not bringing in new members, but revive what you have. Now, there's many ministers standing. There are sainted people that's standing to be thankful to God. There are sinners standing, backsliders, church members standing. Now, as we bow our heads, remember, he's knocked at your heart. No man can come to me except my father draws him. Do you know that? What if you was that person that God never spoke to? What if you were predestinated to eternal destructions like Pharaoh was, like Pilate was? God could never touch your heart. Not long ago down in Tennessee in a Baptist church, I was led to go to a young lady at the back of the church. She was a deacon's daughter. And I asked her, I said, the Lord is dealing with you, isn't he, sister? She said, if I want somebody to talk to me like that, I get somebody had some sense. I walked outside the building, rose bushes stand there. When I come around, oh, how rude that woman talked to me. Very attractive young lady. About two years later, I come through the place, 
And there she was going down the street. A lady had been a fine character. Her underneath garments hanging down. She looked dirty, smoking a cigarette. And I thought that was the girl. And I crossed over the street and went down the other way, kind of behind her. She knew that somebody was following her. She slowed up. When she got close, she said, Hello, preacher. Oh, my. And she says, You remember me? I said, Yes, ma'am, I do. She reached down her pocketbook. She said, Have a cigarette. I said, Shame on you. She said, Maybe you take a drink. And I said, This hasn't happened, has it? She said, Will you step in my apartment here? I want to talk to you. I said, Could you not talk here at the door? And she said, You remember that night that you made that altar call? I said, Yes, ma'am, I sure do. So I want to tell you something. That was my last chance. She said, I grieved him once too many. She said, Mr. Branham, she said, my heart has been so hard since that time. Now listen to this statement. I asked her if I could quote it, and she said I could. She said, my heart has been so hard till I could see my mother's soul frying hell like a pancake and laugh at it. That's for turning him away. Don't turn him away. Don't Father, the precious old gospel, although it's been persecuted and drugged to all kinds of dark places, but yet it outshines anything the world has ever offered, a cleansing for the soul, a balm in Gilead for the unclean. We are so glad that the blood of Jesus Christ in this day that when we know that our nation is soon to be going into bits, according to Bible prophecy, it will not be long, Lord, when we see the guns and the atomic weapons that's hanging in every nation, just waiting for one to cross the radar screen, and then the whole world will go in. Scientists have already said it's less than three minutes before midnight when man of the scientific world sees it many times before so-called Christians can recognize it. That great man the other day said if he would place it onto the radio or televisions, our most noted science in this nation, said that people would be frantic in the streets screaming for mercy. God, and to think before that happens, you promised you would come for your church. How close is your coming, Father? We stand here tonight in the shadows of thy mercy. I bring to you this audience, Lord. I have given to them the gospel as true as I know it out of the Bible, that you stand in this lady of seeing age where people are justifying themselves by belonging to church or reciting some creed, and yet they will not welcome you as Lord into their heart. I did the best that I know how, Father, by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Literally hundreds are standing to their feet. I pray, Lord God, that each Christian here will consecrate their life anew to you right now. Lord God, may the sinner make a complete surrender. Open up every door, every avenue that they have to live through. And may Christ stand at the head of the house, the head of the door, the head of their soul, their mind, and operate through them his will to do. Grant it, Lord. Bless each and every one here. Bless the sick and the afflicted. May those who are standing now that's even sick grant that the great healing spirit of God will move upon this building. Heal every sick person that's standing here. Grant it, Lord. Save every sinner and fill every believer and encourage every Christian to go forward. Grant it, Lord. We offer to you the adoration of our heart. We praise thee with all that's in us. We lift our hearts. We lift our hands. We lift our voice. 
We lift all that we are, Lord, into thy presence. Receive us, O Lord. We consecrate ourselves now to thee. Take this great ransom church of the living God. Sanctify it, Father. Fill it with the Holy Spirit. May the Spirit of God sweep over this building now. Drunken the people. Oh, God, give them the joy of the Lord that they'll be filled with the Holy Ghost like they were on the day of Pentecost. That from this hour on they'll go forth the power of God to every church and to every person that they may be filled with the goodness of God. That the power of God might operate through everybody and that every soul would be blessed. May the people be on the streets tomorrow testifying, glorifying God, men and women at their work, giving the praises to God. The hour has come, Lord, that when we're looking for you, coming at any moment. Let us not stand with shame faces. Let us be filled with thy goodness and thy spirit. Grant it, Lord, as we offer you our ardent prayer. In the name of Jesus Christ, we give this audience to you. I give myself to you. I give my life to you. 31 years ago, Lord. Oh, God, help me to live for the kingdom of God. Help me, Lord, to lead souls to you to enter into that blessed presence of that eternal hope that rests the other side. Oh, God, we thank you for this. Our souls are scoured out. Our spirits feel clean. We have made this consecration to thee. Holy Father, keep us in the center of thy will, doing thy commandments, walking after the orders of God, taking the commandments of God and living by them. Grant it, Lord, and may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ ever remain upon us. Through the mercies of God we beg in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. How many of you Christians tonight likes the, the preaching of the Word is just like, a, well, it is like an anesthetic that puts you to sleep for the operation, that God can take the things of the world out of you. Yeah, yeah. The anesthetic of the Holy Spirit as it breathes upon you, and you go to sleep, and the great physician begins to operate with his knife and cuts away the things of the world. How many feel that since you've stood to your feet and have consecrated your lives to God that you feel like a different person? Raise up your hands like this. Thanks be to God. Let us sing him the good old hymn of the church, all of us together then. I love him. I love him because he first loved me and purchased my salvation on Calvary. All right, everybody together now. All together. I Raise your hands as we sing it. to shake hands with somebody by you and say greetings Christian pilgrim friend shake hands with one another say God bless you Methodist Baptist Presbyterian Pentecostal Nazarene pilgrim holiness whatever you are shake hands I love you I love Sing it to God with our eyes closed, loud as we can now. 
to his praise. Sing it to him now. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for speaking to us today. We thank Thee for being the door inside the door, the door to the sheepfold. Help us, Father, to not try and approach Your throne with, through any other means, but accept the way You provided. For You said You are the door to Your sheepfold, and any who enters therein must go through You. So we thank Thee for Your protection for us, and we look to Thee to say, Father, may we yield our lives to thee for service that you might have your way in us and that our wants and our desires might take second place to yours we thank thee for all these things may your word lord wash us from our sins and we thank thee for your blood on calvary that washes us from our sins we thank thee for the word which you told us we are washed by the waters of the word so we thank thee for your wonderful mercies in the name of jesus christ we pray amen Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you. Oh